Welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. Hi there. Welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. Um, we're doing the second part of the Jason Anchor interview today. Jason had an accident about 20 years ago, and, um, and in the first episode, we were talking very much about um, about about the issues and some of the problems that Jason had outside of work and how he was he was pretty much broken before he uh, before he started to uh, to actually turn up for work on the uh, on the day and and that's you know and, and that led to some of the decisions that he made that, that ended up with him having the uh, the the incident that, that, that left him paralyzed um, today we're, we're talking I suppose a bit more positively about you know about the forward side of it about how you're moving forward and and, and, and you know dropping blame and stuff like that. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna gonna go now and uh, um, and let you listen to, to Jason, but we'll catch up at uh, we'll catch up at the end. I wouldn't mind just you know because we, we sort of jumped over it a little bit, but you, you were sort of t- you were saying to us about you know you'd had the incident, you know it's a it's a it, it was a number of years, sixteen years I think, yeah. from the incident till you started to to talk yeah. about it. You were you were in a you were in a, a dark place. You were drinking. You were taking drugs. You know you you know. But but how how did you how did you break out of that that routine that um, that, that rut whatever you want to call yeah, it? Yeah, you know? I mean, after the drugs overdose, I came out and I knew I had to do something different. So I'd, I'd started water skiing, so I found myself a hobby, okay, which I really loved. So that was trying to take away away from the drinking in the pubs every weekend. I'll go away water skiing, which is really good. My children got involved, so um, I found a way of coping. So what, what, what does add as a water skiing work then? Oh, it's, it, it, it's a it's a, like an adapted seat onto a big big sort of um, ski. Right. Okay. It took, it took years for me to learn it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then obviously you got get competitive. You start going to competitions. Um, How did it feel that first time? Oh, amazing! First time you ski on your own. Yeah. It's, it, again, you're out of a wheelchair. So yeah. to, to find, I was always struggled with. Um, with sport, anything to do with the wheelchair, so like wheelchair basketball, wheelchair tennis, it's to involve a chair. Yeah. And for the first time, water skin, I found something that had nothing to do. You, you was at the, you know, you just felt normal. The word normal. But yeah. It was <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you're not, you're not abnormal, are you? No, exactly. You know what I mean? You are who you are. The disability you? had gone, you sort of yeah. feel on the water. Yeah. So that, that was, that was fantastic. Um, yeah. I'd always, but the change was going to be when I got my compensation. I was I was fighting a compensation claim mm. all the way through this, and after five years, it was sort of settled. Then they pulled away from the agreement, so we, we chased it for fourteen years. Mm. Um, and if I'm totally honest, it made things worse because mm. I think I just thought compensation was going to be the game changer. And so many people hear about it. I mention on the talks all the time. People think you have an accident, you wait a period of time, get compensation, and your life's okay. Well, it, it wasn't for me. If mm. anything, it made things worse. I, I came to it, I kind of got the cheque. Um, I got £408,000, which some people think, wow, it's a lot of money. And I kind of go to the solicitor's office thinking, wow, I've got all this money. And then he passed me the cheque, and I looked at it and thought, is that it? Mm. You know, not, not for the rest of my life, but for what I've been through over 14 years, it, it mm. seemed such a small amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I invested um, sort of two thirds of it and got the rest of it. Just, it was put in trust, so I could draw someone off that to pay for holidays and things like that. And mm-hmm. then we hit the financial crash, so that half the value of the investment was overnight. 
Bloody hell. So, yeah, so mm. <laughs> starting to pick up again, and then he sort of kicked in the teeth again. He was almost, you know, took advice that that was the best thing to do, and mm. we'd lost half the money overnight. Mm. So, yeah, so it's, money's, money can bring nice things, but also can bring some pressure as well about mm. having to deal with it. So, yeah, it's been a rocky road up and down. Mm. But then from from that, um, the money going was me actively looking, well, I have to go back to work, I have to mm. find something. Yeah. So I was in a process of setting another sign company up. I was mm-hmm. going to uh, do the pub signs, do the yeah. chalkboards. Yeah, okay. So I'd started doing that, and I got myself a little studio, and got also I started doing it okay, okay. I thought, this will go, this will be all right. It'll, it'll pay the bills, and I can keep going. And that's mm-hmm. when um, I met Dan. Just mm-hmm. it, the time was just, I say life is takes you down a journey, and mm-hmm. you, know, you have some good times and bad times. And Dan's, me and Dan was, was the change. You asked him what I'd done. And again, the, the the interest from Dan was not about an accident. Mm. I, I'd heard accident speakers before, and I thought, I don't want to talk about an accident. Mm-hmm. You know, I can talk about it in like three yeah. or four minutes. Yeah. It's the impact. Mm. You know, So all the stuff I went through in 16 years is part of the story. Mm. And it's, it's what makes the story sort of different from some of the others. It's mm-hmm. not about the accident, and this is about what it did to my life over this period of time. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. two or three years, it was 16 years later after the accident to talk about the things I'd gone through, um, it, which it created a few problems, if I'm honest, to start off with. I was sort of reliving stuff I tried to forget about, mm-hmm. and I found it quite uncomfortable to bring some of the stuff up, you know, that I'd gone through and sort of buried somewhere in the head. And again, leads into sort of the new presentations I've got on, on resilience. You know, I, I thought by burying stuff, you you got on with your life. and. I'm not, it, it all came back to sort of bite me a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So can you explain, explain a bit more on this resilience then? Yeah, so obviously my, my story's always been about don't be like me, you know, right. don't fall flat. And look what I did, look at the effect on the family to, to do this new thing that, you know, I was put, always put off by people who'd, um, put off the wrong word, um, felt bad I suppose when you hear a, a story of a guy who's had a, a terrible accident you know, from day one he's been so inspirational he's climbed Mount Everest and mm. swam to the bottom of the sea and to me it didn't inspire me to, it probably made me feel worse because mm. I, I'm not like that I, yeah. why can't I be like him so I've got this this bit of the thing about um, you know you wheel people out and doing such amazing things yeah it's fantastic and uh, you know I'm not knocking them people at all but I always say these are insp- inspirational people, but do they inspire other people? Mm-hmm. Well, not everybody. No. You know, I, I was struggling to get out of bed in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. See a guy who'd, who climbed Everest wasn't much of an inspiration for me, thinking. So for me, the resilience came with, I had to let go of some of the anger. Mm-hmm. I soon realised that I was still angry about all what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I was full of blame, blame everybody else, and then mm-hmm. it achieved nothing. So it was that moment I had to let it all go, all the bitterness, just sort of thing. Well, it's happened. So, for example, um, to sort of put into context what I'm trying to say, so 3rd of January every year, day of accident, it was the anniversary, and it was, it, it was just horrendous. You know, I'd go into such a deep place, deep dark place, and we built Christmas, you know, Christmas, December, it started coming around, I'd, I start getting anxious again, here's the anniversary coming around again. And to mm-hmm. me now, it's, it's just another day. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. even celebrate it. I don't even, some say it's 3rd of January, and I say, that's it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Now, mm-hmm. it's ne- I mean, if you make things in your past significant, then it'll be significant. But if you make them, it's just another day. So I've learned by just just choosing not to be bitter anymore. Mm. You know, I'm aware of what happened, and aware maybe some things was wrong, but I can't change that. Mm-hmm. And all I can change now is what I do in the future. So mm-hmm. if I change how I am today, and 
since I've had this new sort of attitude and just sort of looking out, look after myself a little bit, not drinking so much, um, not eating fish and chips on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, as I've improved over this last, especially the last couple of years, people are noticing, mm -hmm. especially I've not seen some for a while. They say, "Oh, he's so different." What you've mm -hmm. done? I think well, I've made some small changes. So it goes back into what I said before. It's about making small changes mm -hmm. in, in, in safety and culture and whatever it is you want to do. You don't want to do it overnight. You got mm -hmm. to make small changes. You know, small wins that people can make, and you make small changes, and people start noticing. They start feeling better about yourself, so you go to another one, another mm. one. So my health's improved now, and um, I'm sleeping better. You know, I these nights where I don't sleep, till I sleep really well every night. Mm -hmm. I've got routines about to switch off when I go to bed at night. I've got some breathing exercises I do before I go to bed, and don't have caffeine after six o'clock. And it, as I said, it might seem like tiny little things. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that if I kept doing all these tiny little things, mm -hmm. I've made a massive improvement. And then I see the, the impact of me improving my own mental well-being has impacted on my mum and dad. Okay. They seem a lot calmer now. We don't panic so much, you know, when I'm doing things, I'm working really hard. They seem in a better place. So by me being better, I've actually noticed that my parents have um, seemed to improve that where they've been, especially when I've, 20 years, mum and dad have been, you know, the effect of my accident on them too has been you know, incredible. Oh, so, so bad. And to, to see now that I can actually do something about it, I mean, by me turning my life around, has actually had a massive impact on them. So, the new song, Resilience, is um, a little bit different again, which I really like from other people who speak about resilience. Mm -hmm. I wasn't great from the start. I went on a bit of a down for a long time. It just shows that you always have to bounce back straight away. Mm. You know, I think most people struggle just to get over things straight away, but we can learn, we all get over things, so we can learn a few things about being resilient and mm -hmm. just choosing to be different and choosing to forget things mm -hmm. and all these grudges with people. You know, if you've been arguing, and we, we had a case quite recently where two ladies had worked in a warehouse for years and had a bit of a fallout. And it got quite nasty. There was two different uh, gangs of chefs and big fallout. Ended up twenty years later, these two ladies came to blows right. in the canteen. Mm. And you know, I see what the hell's going on. Mazarin got involved, and we couldn't figure out what had happened. And it turned out suddenly could remember what the argument was about twenty years ago. Mm -hmm. It was all about one of the ladies who took someone chair from the canteen, mm -hmm. and they'd held that grudge for twenty years, and yet all new people had joined the company. Mm. And whatever side of these two late, you know, divide, they just joined this grudge. You didn't even know what the grudge was about. So mm. that had gone for 20 years in the factory. So, you know, when you talk about things like lost production and timekeeping, all these things could be influenced through mm. something that two ladies had an argument mm. and, it, and it, it wasn't involved. So that's where I tried to come out from a new talk on the, the resilient side of it. But, you know, we, we've all had things go wrong. We've all probably been let down by people. But, mm -hmm. When you just choose not to be bitter about it, it's amazing how it can sort of, uh, I call it the top trump. Do you know when you're at school and you had top trump? Yeah, yeah. If you've told someone that you know they've wronged you, but you've chosen not to be bitter about it, it's like, well, that's it. It's like, yeah. you know, you can walk out of the room thinking, well, I'm not, I'm not give in, but I've just said it, that's the end of it. I'm not choosing mm. not to be bitter about it. And so I think that's all, the old ethos of this new talk. It's using my experiences from, uh, from doing the safety talk and looking at my life in a different way, and then coming out the other side and thinking, I, I wish I'd not done that. No, I, I, I had to do what I did in exactly the same way what I did everything to get to this point. So if I'm happy where I am now, I've just got to accept that 
all that still had to happen. But the other thing is, I can't change it. That's right. Uh, nothing you know, so people spend so much time wishing they hadn't done this or hadn't done that. And then the day you can't change it. Yeah, right. changes your future. Mm. You say, so <clears throat> more to see about being in the present and in the past, and, and it's definitely with anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I still suffer a little bit of anxiety, but I'm aware I do. Mm-hmm. I carry away sometimes, worrying about things what might or might not happen. Mm-hmm. So now I don't. I, I'm, I just notice I'm doing it. I just notice I'm doing it, and just just come back <clears> to where I'm now, thinking I can't change that. I can remember years, uh, years and years ago. I um I worked uh, I worked for a company and. Uh, there was a there was a director a guy called John John Hopkins his name was, and he <clears throat> and he and he came. Well, there was one day he came to site. I was only young. I was only young. I was only in my me, me, me late teens, early twenties, and uh, and I was worried. I was fretting about something. And he goes, he goes, what, what, what's the problem, in Colin? And I, I I can't remember exactly what it is now, but I said, no. He goes, is there anything you can do about it? And I said, no. He said, well, stop worrying about it. Yeah. Okay. He says, if you can't do anything about it, then stop yeah. worrying about yeah. it. But if you can do something about it, do it, then bloody do it. You know, absolutely. And and I and I've I've tried to I've tried to apply that in my life, and you don't always. Yeah. You know. Always, you yeah. know. And you and you keep on having to look back. You have to look back at yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot. Reflection is reflection is amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? Just don't dwell there too long. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. It's okay to look back at things, but just yeah. don't stop there too long. Don't stop there too yeah. long. Yeah. And I think the the new the new thing with the you know the new bit of anchor and marshes you now we was trying to come up with them. Um, we're trying to get away from calling ourselves safe there because even though mm. we are, you know, we are based in safety and health uh, and you know, the well-being, we thought we well, don't sort of tell ourselves that really. Mm. So we had some brainstorming sessions sat around. Last thing we need is a gimmick. You know, to call ourselves what the states are calling it. So we came up with a, an acronym. We, we was all sat on the table saying we don't want an acronym. That's mm. the last thing we want is an mm. acronym. But it just kept jumping back to us, and it was um, human error reduction through education and empowerment. And kept saying everything, oh, we really like this. And we wrote it down, realised it said here. And I oh. thought, what a great term, that we are here. And then right. when we say being in the present, that's where we are, we're here. Yeah. Your past is your past. So if we can get away from sort of talking about safety and well-being and, and health and just, uh, just you know, mm-hmm. don't create safety culture, just create a culture, as Tim, mm-hmm. Tim yeah. says all the time. You know, it's yeah. about culture. And people coming to work have a really, really good day at work because Good work is really, really good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. If you've got some, any kind of mental well-being problems at all, coming to work and a really, really good day at work is really, really good for you. Yeah. The last place you want to be is sat in front of the TV on your own. That's right. You know, and that's it. So I think the benefits, are, it's one of them things, I can't, I can't actually word the blind side. You know, we don't even know what this is. Mm-hmm. The benefits of people just coming to work and, you know, improve, it's going to improve performance, Absentism's going to drop off. People are going to be more productive. I think the the, the benefits. It's always the same. There's always going to be a cost of something, isn't there? Mm-hmm. But if you if you've got a cost, but there's a there's a a value benefit from doing something. People will do it. Mm-hmm. So I think this is where business needs to come. They they may they may have to be an investment. investment. Yeah, That's the investment of what you're going to get out of it. So mm-hmm. you know, you create places that are. Uh, empowering a great place to work people can have a really good day at work feel like they've been valued mm-hmm. the company's profits will go up there'll be less presenceism mm-hmm. less absenteeism and obviously a lot safer it's like safety just just be a part of this new culture and a lot of you know a lot of the stuff you know when you're talking about about people feeling empowered and people people feeling valued there actually isn't a big financial cost no, to that, no, is there? You know, it's uh, you know those things can be achieved yeah. just by 
by by management and colleagues Absolutely. having a having a different Absolutely. just a different the, approach. The, the, old, the old story of the, the teacher at school on a Friday, she took one apple to school. Mm-hmm. She wanted one pupil, one apple, and mm-hmm. everyone wanted that apple. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't bringing twenty apples into a classroom. It was mm-hmm. a small investment of one apple, and that one apple sat on her desk was enough to inspire everyone all week to work really, really hard to just try and get one apple. Because yeah. there's nothing better than saying, "Well done, you've done a really good job this week." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you could shout to me with 29 kids, by the way, and tell mm. them all off and achieve absolutely nothing, but just, right. just praising one person in the class, everyone else going, mm-hmm. oh, I want to do that, I want to be that person. And yeah. You go home and try even harder, don't you? And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's what we do. And I think that, that simple model could be applied to business that just make people feel valued. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how often, um, I don't know how often people uh, get thanked mm. at work or genuinely get told, thanked, well, yeah, yeah, genuinely thanked, yeah. you know. But it doesn't happen anywhere near enough. No, um, again, personal opinion is that sometimes the the breakfast voucher that the guys get for reporting things over a month is is, is pointless. Mm. You know, it gets to the morning that the guys just write things down and get a breakfast voucher. But the greatest incentive is saying just saying job well done, yeah. and especially in front of people saying you've really done well this week. Thank you very much. You've helped us no end. Yeah. That's great reward people. That's all they want sometimes. So mm-hmm. monetary rewards and, and and free breakfast vouchers. Really, what do we really achieve? Mm. No, definitely. How um you know so so by thanking by thanking people and, and being sincere about yeah. it, I think is is one way. What is there any other things that the businesses could do then to to, to try and Create this environment, create this uh, this place that the people are happy to come to work to, and you know, and actually it makes a makes a positive difference. Yeah, I, I suppose I suppose it goes in things like um, housekeeping. You know, if people go into into a workplace that that looks okay, you know, if you go into a scruffy workplace with you know, no lights work and broken sinks and toilets don't work properly, mm. what sort of environment are you creating? So again, it's that investment in things that may not initially think, oh, this is just a massive investment for us, what we get out of it? But mm-hmm. surely if people go into workplaces where, you know, we, we work some of these um, new office buildings where some of these new tech companies that pop up everywhere at the moment, and you go to some of these places, and they look like they're look like some, like some kind of nightclub. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's a, there's a coffee machine, a bar, and there's all soft furnishings around this. <coughs> We want to attract these new type of workers, these young workers, and that's what they expect. Mm. It says, no, no, we've created these workspaces now, and they can come in there, and they can relax, they can sit down, have a coffee when they feel like it. There's no sort of regime of break times. It's mm-hmm. just, and they get all the work gets done. Mm. They treat them in a completely different way, and yet they're still getting, they're getting probably more um, production out of these people, these young people, because they, they allow them to sit down. If they want a break, they can, they can, they've got work stages where they can stand up and work, and all mm. these little things that, as you said, how do we measure this? You know, mm. But these young companies just say, if we want to attract these sort of people, we have to do this, mm-hmm. else these people won't come to work for us. So mm. and, you know, the, the, the nine to five, break at 10, dinner at 12, you've got 10 minutes in the afternoon, mm. maybe we need to look at changing sort of where we're, where we're heading. Yeah, because I mean, there's so many, there are so many businesses that do that, that yeah. second approach, and and it's so, it's so regimented. Yeah, if you have an environment where where people have got, they've got a certain yeah. level of work they've got to achieve, yeah, yeah. but they can do it, yeah. they can do it their way. Yeah. You know, then you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean you you, you don't manage people. No, people still need to be managed. Absolutely. But 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 managed in a positive way. And Absolutely. Giving, and giving people, I suppose, a bit of a bit of a bit of. 
or told me to how they how yeah. they work. Yeah. It? yeah, yeah, that's uh, which which knows working because I know the rise of the office workers that like the people that be allowed to work from home. Mm. And there's a trust there now that they actually work from home. They are working from home because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the work's done, mm-hmm. as you know, but often, it's, it's really used now, isn't it, where people, mm. yeah, it's okay to work from home. If you mm. can't get anywhere on a really bad day, work from, work home, from home. And yet yeah. the work is getting done. So, yeah, so, yeah I, think, I think we are in a, in a transitional thing where things are changing around. Mm-hmm. Hence, I think the new approach we've got, especially got from Anchor and Marsh, is that let's get, let's get away from talking safety. Mm. Let's talk about, you know, the... The well-being, the, the well-being, yeah, the culture, absolutely. yeah, and breaking, breaking some of you know, there's, there's some industries out there that would really, that would really struggle with this approach yeah. if they carry on doing things the way that they're doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, construction spot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for example, my very first talk on resilience, I was, I was over in Jersey, I got some work, and Tim said, "We'll try it out way out there." And, we did, like I said before, we, we th- and the first session we did was a real mixed session. We had some managers in there, some workers, some some maintenance guys, and was thinking, how you know, how is this, how is this session going to go down? Mm. We was blown away by the presentation, amount of people coming to speak to us. We were thinking, yeah, they, this is it, because mm. keep banging about safety is, for safety's sake is is is, is got us to where we are. I think mm. it's a great place. You know, we we're killing less people than we have done before, and yet people. Are in the workplace really, really struggling, with, you know, with, mm-hmm. especially with mental well-being stuff and mm-hmm. mental health things as well. We, we've created sort of different environments, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, people, you know, the pressures on people. Pressure, as I said, we've created by pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, even even the I know some guys who work for some um, some construction companies in London, uh, building sort of high-end departments, and you know, the money's fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. These guys are earning so much money. Um, these, these sort of safety guys and one of my contacts says I can do it for 18 months and I'll drop out of it and go and get a job somewhere else for 18 months mm-hmm. in a factory just doing general health and safety because I burn out I have to mm-hmm. do this mm-hmm. I go on holiday for 6 months and I go back into it just to earn more money mm-hmm. it's because the pressure is so much so mm-hmm. you know again goes back to what I say what, what is money what you know if you, if you mm-hmm. make yourself ill what you do I, I can spend it yeah that's right and yeah, yeah, you're totally right. You know, you um, you know, if you can't, if you can't enjoy it, then there's not a lot of point in having it. Yeah. That goes yeah. back to what we said before. If you've had a good day at work and you feel like you've been valued, you go home and you, you might take your wife for, for a trip to London, whatever it is. You know, you do quality things because you're really good. But if you're under so much stress, you just probably go sit down the pool on Saturday, mm. drink mm. far too much beer, and come sort of Sunday afternoon, you're asleep on the Saturday, mm-hmm. thinking here we go again another week, another week of that one like mm. last week. So. For me, this is this is key. You know, it's, it's what's it has really reinvigorated me from what I'm doing. You know, that's why we're, that's why we're touring the world at the moment, trying to get this message out there. To mm. you know, and it, it, again, it's one it's one of these messages that people seem to seem to get when you explain it to them, but we still seem so focused on method statements and procedures and the, the old stuff, thinking that's going to keep people safe. And we are where we are. My accident. The, the 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 thing that keeps me going is that. Obviously, we get safety updates all the time. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, people are still falling off ladders. Mm-hmm. You know, all what we've got today, all the rules, all procedures, all the training these people. My accident, exactly the same, still happening today. So mm-hmm. how much really have we achieved? Mm-hmm. And I think this comes back to, you know, the you know, for me, um, you know, people, people will always make mistakes. Yeah. People will always make mistakes. And so it's about building that environment where people can make a mistake, but make a mistake 
and fail safely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's not easy. It's not easy yeah. to get your head yeah. around that. Not at all. You know, how do you how do you fail safely? But it's by it's by being really thorough about the, the high risk jobs. Uh, you know, absolutely. getting yeah. getting you know getting getting the right people with the right equipment with the right understanding and the right attitude, you know, and all that. You know, and we were just saying, you know, attitude is so so important. If you had a if you've had a really bad weekend, and you come in on a Monday morning and you are you are in a bad yeah, place, absolutely. then what what check is there in the business to actually to actually Used whether you do that job or not, uh, but it might be high risk. And yeah, it's, and it virtually, no, it's nothing there. Virtually, there's nothing there at the moment. I think that's that's the new angle we want to go. But so, even if someone had a really bad day, as we said, someone had a bad time. Like if we come out of a workplace that feels really engaging, then mm-hmm. you might raise his, raise his games. So hopefully, mm-hmm. those mistakes become less because people are you know doing a job they really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I mean that's uh, hey, that's that's really that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, you know? it is. It's a buzz at the moment. It really yeah. is a buzz going around. So, where, how can um, how can people sort of get hold of you then and find out find out what you what you what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, I say click down on Marsh website. Uh, you know, we, we are sort of we start off really really slow thinking it's going to be a slow burn, and when mm. you know the companies we tweet at, and then we work for Microsoft, oh, all the big ones are our best not say names who we're working for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we we got you know we've hit the ground running. We've got about fifty clients this year already, which okay. is, is, is bonkers. So mm. yeah, we're going for head to point. Obviously, I'd be still in the proud save, and she just she's just concentrating on um, motivational speakers. Mm-hmm. And then they go out do a motivational speech, and they say, "What's next?" And we mm-hmm. say, "We'll come to Anchor and Mars." So we've positioned the two sides of it really well, and it works hand in hand. So mm-hmm. um, some companies need that inspirational speak first. Yep. And we go in, all the companies have gone down the, the soft sales route, the anchor and marsh stuff, and then say, actually, we could do with a bit of an inspirational speech to keep this going. So the two the two sides of the company is going really well. Abby's running it, obviously, with the Power is Safe, and she manages my diary as well. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff we're doing with Tim, like I say, we just hit the ground running. Yeah, mm. I'm in a wheelchair, I'll excuse the pun, but, <laughs> you know I mean? but yeah, Tim's always Tim's always dropping himself. He always says the wrong thing, gets really embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, really, it's really funny, yeah. I think it's lovely that you, you you're so relaxed about about it. Yeah, like, you know, it's, yeah. Um, honestly, it's, it's it's been a it's been a eventful first year because obviously we're we're trying to change. We could easily have gone, as Tim says, we could easily set up a company together. You know, me and the manager speaking, Tim, that, and and just do what we've always done before. And yeah. Tim's, like, I don't want to do that anymore. No. So there's got to be something for us as well, and that's why mm-hmm. we we both feel now that we are we we're getting across this this message. We are. We're getting across there, and mm. the, the, it's it's one of those though. Until people actually sat down and spoke to you and you explained what you, it's hard one to, because Jane, you've done safe day and it's working to a level. Mm-hmm. That's why I call it the leap of faith. Are you really prepared to go? Actually, we're going to do this now, and I mm-hmm. think it's that bridge over to 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 what we're doing. And, mm. You know, and the focus should be on the well-being side of it because people are happy. And, and, and content, they will just work safer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's, it is that leap of faith to say, so, mm-hmm. you know, that's sort of where we are, but hopefully the, the, some of these bigger companies work for the moment, I've, I've seen the benefit of, mm-hmm. of getting the workforce engaged. And as Tim rightly says, you know, some of these massive companies, they, you know, these big utilities, they're, they're so scared of people failing at work and the lights going off because mm-hmm. they've made a mistake at work. You mm-hmm. know, the, the, you know, systems go down mm-hmm. because people have made a mistake at work. So, work fatigue and all that sort of things are now playing a massive role in what we're doing. But also for for me personally, on the side of fatiguing that, 
just leads straight back into accidents. You're more mm. prone to an accident if you're under depression. So all these, so that's why this nerve process <coughs> seems to be, um, finally getting through to some people. Mm. No, definitely. Hey, well, good luck. Uh, you know, yeah, good, you. good luck with it. Thank you. Hey, thanks a lot for your time. Oh, okay, yeah. cheers. Cheers, thank you. thank you. Well, thank you so much, Jason. Um, it was lovely to it was lovely to spend some time with you. Um, you know, we 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 had a bite to eat actually before we uh, before we did the interview, which was which was just really nice to to just sit down in a relaxed environment and listen to to, to your your story and your life. You know, I can't I can't imagine you know really what you you know what you go through on a daily basis because because I don't have to. Um, you know, and you you've you've just come through with 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 such dignity. Um, and and, and a, you know you're just a, just an inspiration. I love I love what you're talking about. Where you're saying you know that you know blame achieves nothing, you know, and it really doesn't. You know whether whether you're looking to blame somebody else for for what's going on or or you know you're trying to you're trying to you're you're gonna want to find answers. People want to find answers, but just pointing the finger and blaming absolutely achieves nothing. Letting go of anger. Yeah, that was interesting as well. You know that that date. You know, in in January when you had the accident, how it used to be something that brought you down. You, you, it's just it's just another day, you know. And being able to park it. You know, you often hear. You know, when people have have been affected. You know, see see somebody's been murdered. You know, and and the, and the family are able to are able to to, you know, sort of have have. Um, an understanding of the person who committed the murder, and you think, how can that happen? But it's part of the the healing process, part of being able to let go, and and that's what uh, you know. That's what you've demonstrated that you've that you've healed. Um, but also, I really loved it when you're saying it's about um, you know it's about investing in people, and it's about uh, giving you know giving people the right environment where they can be empowered, where they can feel valued. You know where they where they feel that they're making a contribution, and if you can create that kind of environment, then you're going to be really successful as a business, you know, and as a place of work. Thank you, thank you so much. I hope uh, the people who've listened to this have enjoyed the uh, um, this episode or these two episodes, and um, um, you know, I look forward to to chatting with you again at some point in the future, Jason. Bye bye now. Thanks for listening to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. You can follow and engage on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching the Interesting Health and Safety Community or go to www.influentialmg.com. And remember, let's make health and safety as important as everything else we do in business.